Telemetry recovered. This episode is sponsored by Fossil Stuff for Tony Proof Frames and other racing supplies. You should be listening to Let's Drone Out. Way. Hello, everyone. Hey. hey. Yeah, we wondered what was going on there. <coughs> so, uh, we're a little bit busy tonight. This is our last show on the Thursday night show. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy doesn't love us anymore. He's kicked us out in the cold. We're so cold. Dom, no, Dom, no. Why? I'm I'm already out in the cold, though, Jack. I'm already watching on uh, poweringon.co.uk. Our new home. Yeah. Poweringon.co.uk. Learn that, Jack. Learn it. Okay, I will. I have learned it. Today, we are joined by... Guess what? There's a nice long list. So, I'll start with the usual suspects, which consist of Australia. G'day, mate. How's it going? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you need drug advice, talk to... Frank. Hello. Or Andrew. Team Poop. You managed to do one lap. Good man. Yeah. And uh, the talk behind the bike sheds... Everyone's you waiting to, to find me? out whether it's them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's Adam, drone author, handbook, most misleading book of 2016. Now, now. And <laughs> we are joined by our fearless, traitorous leader. <laughs> Voice of doom himself. Yep. Um, also, the celebrity has returned for all your quadcopter solutions, wing solutions, and why doesn't this CC3D work? Oh, wait, it's not supported. Painless 360? Good evening. How are you? Yep. We'll be talking to him a little bit later. He's got loads and loads and loads of interesting, fantastic news. We're joined by the Rotor Racing Boys. Hello. 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 That's Craig and Eric. And last but not least, he is going to take us down from the inside. One of the heli guys called John. John, are you there? Hello. Yo. I'm here. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, that, uh, flying safe and happily. And it is a, a machine of wonder. And we've got nothing but respect for you. And may you slay us down if we say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Good work, Jack. <laughs> well, I thought I've never heard what... anyone do a full round of introductions without saying a single name. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, you don't listen every week, then, do you, Dom? No, that's it. You, I expect uh... you to know. I expect you to know who these people are. These people are very important, unless they do something wrong. Uh, right. International Drone Day. How did it go, guys? How did it go? It was a really good day. I think awesome. Dom must be, you know, magic to manage to have got all that brilliant weather that we had. Or divorced. Uh, <laughs> bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't know I was doing this until about 10 minutes ago, so we'll find out in an hour. <laughs> she is literally burning your bunny right about now. Boiling, that's it. Not burning. She's reboiling the cabbage that I sacrificed for the good weather. Yes, yeah, no. <laughs> No dear. You're going to be out did with you, the sheep. Did you actually get to fly anything this time, Dom? Yeah, on Thursday. <laughs> Friday. Yeah. Friday was yeah, We went down yeah. on Friday and I went for a little fly and then uh, I met, me and Jay were trying to work out um, certain altitudes and things and uh, I got I, I got out of range of my spectrum transmitter and 
then blew over a fence, which I then subsequently described that uh, discovered that uh, was actually the boundary of the SSI. So we carefully tiptoed through the orchids and retrieved my uh, my codcopter with the help of Johnny Banton and Chipko, and uh, and and then worked out that we should never go over there again. And uh, that was good. But yeah, that was my flight for the weekend. I smashed my run cam, which was a pain. But uh, anyway, moment of silence. So for anyone who's outside of Southeast England or listening from the future on podcast <laughs> land or something, uh, we are talking about uh, International Drone Day that was the 7th of May. So it was just last Saturday. And we celebrated it with Team Mini Air Show. Yep. Um, so on Saturday, we were at Long Hill Sports Centre, and then Sunday we went for to Hidden Valley, where Rotor Racing uh, had a, a relay race that, that we were... Uh, I'm very um, reliable that so. that was one of the most talked about of the International Drone Day events yep. in I the whole ju- world. I would just like so, to say drones are good, stop. and helis are better. Lord, Jack. raise up <laughs> the master race. Well, Jack, you can start flying helis or something. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think anyone will sell him one after last week. Yeah, I don't deserve to. I don't even deserve to look at a heli. Excellent. So a question for all you guys. What did you think of the team format? For rotor racing, guys. For, for the event. Well, for all of you, really. What did you think of it? It seemed to have gone down really well on the social feeds. Uh, it, I, I put Eric and Craig on the spot to do it. But actually, universally, everyone seems to have given it a thumbs up. But I just want to, I didn't get out and fly. I, I was just about keeping up with the radio signals and putting them on the screen. Um, so the, the vote... I just saw a lot of very hot and bothered people going on and off the racing <laughs> concentrate and winning or changing bits of their quads. You, you, don't, uh, you don't get a true representation until someone slags you off on online on some distance for, forum. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think it allowed a lot of people to fly. Um, I just wished half my team would be able to fly with me and not just me. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good format. It seemed to work well. Everyone seemed to get a race or or, or get a few races who wanted to, and everyone had plenty to do. There was no sitting around picking your nose. Yeah. It was quite nice from our perspective of Team Poop that we're, uh, you know... Love the shirts, guys. Yeah, definitely at the bottom of the leaderboard. That, um, but we still got to fly loads, which is nice because you know I think most other formats we'd be uh, lost by then. We'd be kicked out of not flying very much. Yeah. So that, events that aren't nice. fun if you eliminate yourself early on. Oh. Yeah, and that, that so, was quite a nice way of doing it. Because the one thing that I found really interesting from the production desk is basically I discovered how to televise it properly while I was there. I've been puzzling (laughs) over that for about two years. Not so much what we actually did on the day, but the last bits in my head about creating a format came together. Uh, And it it was the two old boys with their cloth hats sitting on the... um, sitting on the flight line both days just made it click for me. And they'd come because they were bored of watching cricket. And they, they, they are literally in digging into rotor racing, into the FPV leagues, into all the information, finding out which flyers to follow, and they're bumbling around following them <laughs> well, you know, in their um, retirement. And they, it's like, to, oh, my God, that's the format. Sit there. If you want to appeal me. to cricket fans, then you just need to make sure there are plenty of ways to buy beer at the, near the uh, touchline. Well, you're not. Yeah, probably not wrong. But Don't we need to set lights to something <laughs> and then offer it to Ashes? 
it's, it's not sacred. the same etiquette as cricket, like, I suppose. <laughs> should we get one of the Hadley guys to set light to me and then offer the ashes as some sort of prize and then argue but what, about No, it. I suppose what I meant by that is it's not a short 30-minute highlights package that's actually really going to sell this. No. There, there will be that, but actually there is a real like long form six seven hours put it on in the background format so i think next time we need to get better leaderboarding and stuff worked out which is just all to do with logistics i say next time if somebody else does it again <laughs> <laughs> are, are you listening mrs voice of doom i, I need to f- throw the right advice in their direction to do the formatting right for the product video production which i think if you get the spectators in you, you can keep the sweepstakes going i don't think the races will always want to just sweepstake with each other i think it gets interesting when you've got spectators but what about from your points of view, Eric and Craig, if you're still there? Like, yeah. How, yeah. how how is it for you? Like, with the you know, you've obviously done a lot of uh, events as rotor racing in a kind of more standard format of you know w- maybe one or two races at a time up to eight, and then you know having them just compete against each other. But this format of having teams of people and and going in different rounds and different heats and just seeing how many laps you can get in in the time you had available and trying to make points based on that. How was that for you as organisers? Uh, I have to say, when, when Dom first said this to me, um, that, that we want to do a team relay race, I did think, oh my God, what are we letting ourselves in for? Um, run, but run I had away. to sit down with it. Richard Hartley was um, was involved early on and he kind of gave me some ideas. And um, and I actually thought, no, this is, this is a, a worthy challenge. Um, and I sat down and thought about it some more and the loads of problems came up and I tore loads of hair out and um, tore some more out uh, along the way. But I think we've got to... A lot of at me. <laughs> I shouted Craig a lot. Um, I think you guys who got shouted at on Saturday and Sunday uh, were bad. Uh, <laughs> you should see what Craig gets on a daily basis. But uh, <laughs> no, I, th- I thought it actually went, went down the one of the things I always try to incorporate in any kind of race format that I put together is maximum amount of flying for everybody. Um, unless there is a, a a real need to knock people out in a in a kind of knockout tree kind of way, um, I do think that if everyone's made the effort to come all this way to come and race to participate in our events, that they should race and that's it. They should be up in the air. Um, so that was one of the things I've, I I'm quite pleased I managed to keep in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when we were having the, the pilot briefing, and there's us four there that are not not the you know not been racing before at all, and then you saying particularly like it's all about having fun, and and that's what we're here for. So we're not going to be too strict on things. And I think that was a big weight off of our shoulders, and I think that so that was that was nice that you did that, and yeah, it was a really fun day. So I think about thirty percent of the stress came from moving from the two sites. And if we'd done everything at Hidden Valley, if we'd known what, what the weekend was going to be like and done everything at Hidden Valley, um, then I think it would have given uh, Craig and uh, Eric to set the course up and let everyone have a practice and work it all out on Saturday. Uh, and that would have made Sunday much more intense and start earlier and finish on time and be a complete race and so on. And I think that would have, that would have been, if I could wave a magic wand and rewind that bit, that's the bit I'd change. Yeah, I think one of the biggest well, stress points was actually turning up on the, all the plans. Turn at right there. angles. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. no, can't use that because crops have grown. Well, there was some stuff. There was some stuff that happened that wouldn't have happened if you'd done that. Like um, we had uh, Sarah from the Drone Minds videos. Um, oh yeah. 
Christine down so from Epic sweet. TV, talk, you know, showing people how to enter next year. Yeah, no, I think I think, so, I think and they they both travelled in from Brighton on you know public transport, so I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have made it if yeah. we'd have been out in the. I don't know unless you laid on a bus. I, I think yeah, I think you need a little bit of both, but I think um, I think from the point of view of the racing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just the problem is with the races had all been drawn over and spent two days in Hidden Valley, Longhill would have been quite sparse. Well, by Definitely. next year, everyone, everyone was going to know about drones one way or another, so you can really probably concentrate on them. <laughs> yeah. It, it, what was good is we ended up with a perfect balance, even though it was what it was. It was a bit of stress. It was, but I everyone it was had really good. For you. I think it worked really, really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, thanks. I ran into Gemma <laughs> from Drone Magazine, the magazine that. Yeah. Um, included sponsored the program, yeah, yeah. Sponsored the program, and you were able to pull it out from the center page. And she is such a sweetie, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of give those guys a little shout out. And no, they were really they've cool. done a, such a good job, and you know, really helping the hobby and doing well. Yeah, I, yeah. I just transmitted my report for the show to the magazine, oh, and yeah, Gemma's amazing. Um, I, I, what a sweetheart, absolute star. And, uh, and of course, married Jack King. <laughs> yeah, I know, know, I know, I know. <laughs> the other thing that nice I think is worth uh, you know, really bringing up was um, the the rotor racing display team. I thought that yeah. was pretty impressive, as a yeah. as a visual thing for you know just general audience to watch. That was pretty fantastic. Seeing all, how how many quads was that all in following each other in close formation? Four. We normally do eight. Wow. The demo team we launched this weekend, uh, we thought it would be a good event to show some of the guys. Um, the team consists of uh, Brett Collis, uh, Gary Kent, Chi Lau, um, Tom Stanton, and we've just added um, Matt Evans and Francis to the, to, to the demo team. And... I've got a place for another certain boy who's doing exams at the moment. And, uh, <laughs> there's another. There's another place uh, uh, not available that which we've got an eye on a pilot, which we're going to add to that. So, so yeah, <clears throat> that was good. Um, basically, formed the demo team to show um, public basically what can be done and how exciting racing can be done uh, to show how we do eight pilot races. Um, and just uh, give the guys a bit of a chilled out session to do something at a show. So I think it worked yeah. quite well. And that, yeah. were you were the guys with the um, the smoke trailer? Yeah, pretty much. That was awesome. Although I'm pretty sure Jack thought it was an ESC fire. <laughs> yeah, it did. It definitely made my insides hurt. Jack has <laughs> fear from a number of kiss ones that he's uh, set on fire. Yeah. <laughs> They, they, yeah, they've my kind of day now. job helps me out with that a bit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't help for Jack, though, somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to get a smoke system on Jack's quad somehow. Or uh, no he's need. Got he doesn't need help with that, does he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got potentially four that he can start smoking. <laughs> but yeah, where is all the, the acro flying and, and the other sort of racing practices in the display field that we had? They were really interesting to watch, sort of occasionally swapping back back and forth between the the giant video wall and the the actual stuff that's happening on in front of you i think the the display team from rotor racing was you know just visually really exciting to watch because it was all in close formation 
there was you know good focus there and and yeah especially with like the the little tweaks of like the the smoke cloud coming off of one of them a, a part way through all of that it was just really fun to watch um just watching it directly line of sight so i would definitely say that's a really good one please keep that going and i look forward to seeing how it goes on <laughs> Yeah, um, we've got more stuff coming up. I've got loads of yeah. tricks up my sleeve for that. <laughs> yeah, have you got any yeah. other events, plans that you're going to either be running or demoing at? Um, the next big event for us is Farnborough International Air Show, uh, which is the UK... A small little event, yeah. Yeah, 80,000 people, I think. <laughs> wow, that's um, nearly it's, no it's basically the FPV UK um, Masters uh, race. Uh, it's all invitational pilots. Um, I don't think Eric's worked out the race format exactly yet, but uh, yeah, it should be good. Uh, hopefully we get some internationals um, that accept the challenge. Um, and I'm sure some of you guys have seen the drone simulation. There was a competition recently. Um, and the top five pilots from uh, the competition are being invited to come and fly at Farnborough and against um, the more well-known FPV race pilots. And so if people don't know about that competition, where can they find out more? Is it still running? Uh, the competition was run, I think it closed two weeks ago. And oh, so then we don't uh, care about it. <laughs> it was promoted on the UKDS site, Barbara site, quite a few. I know Jim at Formula FPV, he's, he's, um, he promoted it quite a bit. So if anyone didn't find out about it, I'd be surprised. He does a pretty good job at uh, um, promoting stuff on online on social media. So, but yeah, um, I think they might open another um, event. I'm not too sure. I was speaking to Ollie yesterday at the Farnborough uh, press day. Um, we just got to see how many pilots we can fit in. So it should be interesting. At the moment, it's 25 pilots so far. Um, including the some some guys, so we'll see what happens. And by we, you mean me, don't you, Craig? Because basically, I'm, yeah. I'm the one who has to work out how many pilots we can cram into the time slots we're given. <laughs> this this is my revenge when I say we. I mean, Eric. Behind Eric. behind every when great I, man, just, there's a when Frank. I get started, then I just give him more work. <laughs> yeah. Which in turn is why you get shouted at. It's a vicious circle. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we work and so I, well together. <laughs> So I guess all your time is going to be taken up with racing there. So you're not going to have much of an opportunity for the demo team, or are you going to be having them there as well? Um, most of the demo team are in. Uh, well, we'll be racing anyway, um, just because they're probably one of the fastest UK pilots there. Uh, the show schedule as it stands, which Farmer has given us, we've got slots for racing and slots for demos. So I think. Guys like Parrot, uh, DJI, um, Unique, they all have got demo slots which they'll present their products. And then um, hopefully we'll get the, the the road racing boys to do a demo for you guys. So it should be good um, if there's time. Uh, we have invited some of the celebrities and maybe they can join in and have a bit of a fun fun time. Nah. So okay. the truck, the truck's been the truck is actually a very interesting truck. There's going to be a walkway underneath, um, and basically the spectators will be immersed in the racetrack, 
So the, it's fully netted off and caged, and uh, there's two up and over tunnels which the pilots fly through to get to the next section. And there's a walkway, which is a walkway, um, and the spectators can basically be really up close to the racing and still be protected and safe. So it should be really interesting to go and watch that one. Yeah, the concept is that you'll be able to get right in there with the with the racers, which will be a, a first, I think. So yeah, it should be good. Yeah. Um, and also, thing, we, we we're working with the airport security and all that to make sure that it works. And obviously, Farmville's got a very high yeah um, safe board, so we we've got to make sure we're on the, on top of our game as well. So no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, so the next, the other interesting um, one that we're doing is Formula FPV. I've been working with those guys um, on bringing quite interesting racing to the general public. Um, so anyone can join in. It'll be an open event as far as I know. Um, and there's some interesting night racing stuff. I think Jim's trying to sort out and Neil. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that should be another quite interesting event to go through and watch and compete in unbelievable coverage um the uh formula fpv had because uh even talking just before the show started last week with boris b he mentioned that to me as well so uh it's also includes some night racing i believe which is is quite yeah, crazy think, man um, those guys really do Jim pull out the stops so it should be good yeah, Jem's right in the chat now. He's saying there's night racing, wing racing, FPV truck racing. Um, it's <laughs> it's going to be a, a, an entire weekend of, of FPV overload, I think. Yeah. <laughs> FPV mania. <laughs> it is unbelievable. I It was one of the best events I've ever been to, if not the... Yeah, last year was... I think a lot of people still talk about forming FPV this year, so... Yeah, and it's such a famous track as well, especially now it's like... In, in the FPV simulators and everything. So. Yeah, um, that's, the simulator's really interesting. Um, I'll speak to Ray, um, who, who, who does the simulator. Um, he's really trying to make it work for everyone and make it feel as good as real life as possible. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's good. And he's trying to, what he's trying to do is incorporate all the tracks that we've flown and ones that are coming up. Um, so he's, he's really trying to get this FPV sim going and making it interesting for people who, you know, say you missed out on an event, you can go and race it if you want to, or um, like the Farmer one, we've, we've drew that up. And uh, actually, Ben Collis, I don't know if you know him. Uh, Brett, sorry, Ben. Brett, Brett Collis. <laughs> ben. Um, <laughs> and the, the, the road racing demo team guys, pilots back then, when I sort of started getting the concept together, uh, together with Chi, we all came up with the concept and uh, on how to get something that Farnborough wanted. They gave us some specs and uh, we said, okay, we'll see what we can do. So, yeah, it's good having some pilots on your side to help you out with um, with tracks and uh, they, 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 they drew something up which they can enjoy and hopefully it will bring that on to the audience as well. Right, and I hope they don't crash because I can't fly that track at all. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, we're coming up to our halfway mark. Is there anything else we want to cover about the um, this weekend? 
Yeah, so but, we've, we we haven't actually spoken about John. Uh, so John yep. is from Align Trek. So he's a, a collective pitch 3D heli pilot, and they really stole the show when when they were doing their displays. You had, I think, uh, a couple of individual displays just showing off what they can do, and then one stepping it up a notch, doing uh, two Syn- at the same time, and then synchronized, synchronized, just in the yeah. air. Time. Then we had uh, last one. I think was someone. I can't remember which one of you it was doing one to time uh, to music as well. So yeah, that, 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 that was my poor attempt at doing it to music. Yeah, that was a. Uh, <laughs> that was, that was it was not poor. No. <laughs> Although I've got to say, I came away from watching that with really confused about physics. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, even looking back at the videos that people took of that, it's like, how does that just I mean, there's so many questions of how that works, of the physics of it, the how your brain keeps up. I mean, I can't keep up watching it. The, how your brain keeps up enough to fly it, I have no idea. Yeah, so, it's, it's really interesting from, from our point of view. I think that's the thing that kind of draws me to helis is as, as a pilot, when you fly in front of a crowd who haven't seen them fly before, only know helicopters from, like, scale stuff, as soon as they see it go upside down, their brain melts. It just freezes. Because they can't quite compute that it's upside down, but staying upside down, not falling to the ground in a big fireball, I think is the cool thing. That I sort of get. It's all the in-between stuff and the speed at which you thrash it around. But yeah, that... it's flying on its side. That makes no sense. That's, that's just thanks to unbelievable power and servos and motors. <laughs> that that, that kind of helps out. How but much like that... power have you got in there? The, the motors are running, so like the top motors are running for our for our team, our, our competitive team, are using about 11 to 12 horsepower electric motors um, running on 12S lithium polymer batteries. So we run two 6S batteries in series to give us 12S, and they're 22.2 volts each, so yeah, they're pretty tasty. And, and don't forget about your small battery uh, for your receiver and fail-safe. Oh, yeah, so we've got, I mean, we've got two... One 2S pack for our, our main servos and then a little 2S backup battery just in case stuff goes wrong. It kind of saves Safety. us as our, our only kind of parachute if it all goes no, wrong. No, there's loads of parachutes. Nothing goes wrong. Never, ever, ever, it was, never. It was, it was really... with, the, with the normal drones, the, uh, the fail-safe tends to be the ground, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with yours, you were, you were showing off that where, even when you had no power, just a dead stick, you were still flying it around and doing little flares and everything, and you were just using the collective pitch of the, the helis to, to show that off, and that's, yeah. that's pretty snazzy as well. What's it called? Yeah. Auto-on or something? It's an auto-rotation. That, that's yeah. something that derived from, like, full-scale helicopter so literally it's it's only really happens at the end it only ever happens at the end of a routine or the only other time you need to auto rotation is if something's gone wrong if you've lost power so basically what you do is you go up and shut the motor off and you come down just using the weight of the blades and the heli you, you pick up head speed and then flare at the bottom without any engine power so that's for a real crowd pleaser for like a, a spectator point of view yeah definitely and another thing that sort of really struck me from from watching your displays um and throughout the day was that you did do you know, there was a lot of downtime in between each one, just doing all your pre-flight checks. I think the, the commentator was saying about that you were tightening up all the bolts and things. Like, what what goes into that? Into that pre-flight checks? Um, it's it's more down to like the rigidity of the head. So the heads we use, or uh, we specifically use, and most of our team use, I come down to one link. So literally. We've got 2,300 RPM or something, uh, and it's literally all coming down to two little plastic ball links on a swash plate. 
And so if those two little plastic ball links aren't secure enough, then if that pops off in flight, then we get something called a boom strike. And basically what that is, is the blades come around and, and smack the boom. So that's why we keep making sure before every flight and after every flight that everything's kind of in check and where it needs to be kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just a safety kind of thing, like a point of view, just kind of like looking over it, making sure it's all okay. Because the stress that the blades go through in flight are ridiculous. Um, I think we recorded the tips of the blades doing like 460 miles an hour, 500. So they're getting close to the speed of sound, which I think is at like 650. So it's getting, yeah. That's pretty that's pretty impressive. And like how much, that is another question of how much time do you have to put in like every week doing like, first of all, like practicing, keeping your brain able to keep up with those things. And then also like the maintenance on them. Surely there must be a lot of maintenance for every hour it's flying over. <laughs> Um, no, you'd be surprised. They're actually okay. They're um, it's like my particular helis. I can build them up at the start of the season, and they'll go through the season of only slight maintenance until the end. And at the winter, I'll strip them down and, and look over them. Um, but no, like I mean, for me, I've been flying about four years, so uh, it's, it's mostly all my pieces and stuff. And uh, and obviously, being part on of a great team helps as well. Um, so yeah, no sim simulator really helped me from a young age. I think so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you'll it's find just... that a lot of the heli pilots. Um, I come, I actually come from the 3D heli world. Um, a lot of the heli Traitor. pilots uh, do a phenomenal amount of training. Craig is 3D uh, god. Craig is 3D god. Yes, you are. Break my heli god. <laughs> I used, to, I mean, I used to do. I used to put in about eight to ten hours practice, and I was just like an amateur competitor, um, and that was eight to ten hours a week. I used to be at the shop buying fuel every <laughs> every every weekend. I used to buy it by the caseload <laughs> just to try and improve myself. So yeah, it's quite an interesting side coming from the heli side and airplanes and that, and coming all towards FPV and running races and that. It's it's quite an interesting look on on different things. So what drove you towards the races then? Chi, <laughs> Chi bought me a quad because I was friends with Chi. Uh, she's actually a very good heli pilot. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, she's actually a really underrated heli pilot. Right. Um, what yeah. we're going to do for the last uh, five minutes, we're going to chat to Chi, Matthew, and Luke quickly, and then go over to Painless. Chi, are you there? Yeah. Yep. 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 Right, quickly, you've got five minutes. Say what you want to say. Come on, Luke, you've always got something to say. Yeah, have you done all your homework? Uh, How's your exams uh, going? Let's put it this way. Why have, you, <laughs> have you packed yeah. your quads away? Yeah, packed yeah. them up. Is, is it true that you've put out a restraining order on Metal Danny for the next FPV uh, Formula One? Uh, that's just something you made up. No, I, I have, I've, I've got the evidence. He assaulted you. Uh, he gave you red eyes, did he? Yeah. Put him onto you if you're not careful. Yep. Yeah, I see it. He poked you in the eye. No, nothing. Nothing you wrote, guys. Come on. How did what you find guys, the event? What, what, what do you guys think about the safety of 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 how we run races and things like that? I think the safety's you know top notch. We've never really had any trouble with safety as long as everyone is responsible. You know, and yeah, it just works. I was just going to say, I think it's been your guys, you know, your main focus, really. I mean, 
you know, having fun is important, but safety is just paramount. And I think you guys nailed it every event. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Don't be a... Don't be on fire. And that's it, really. Listen to the safety briefing, have insurance. I think we're all a bit surprised. I mean, those of us that don't always, uh, you know, fly with 25 megawatts, it was nice to see that it all worked out on 25 megawatts. That was quite refreshing to know that that actually works. Yeah, 25 megawatts, completely the way forward when when you come to racing. Yeah. Um, It's just the you get the cleanest video, you get the least crossover and trouble with that. Multi-pathing. Um, yeah, exactly. So, uh, when I'm, whenever you race, I think it should be mandatory for 25 milliwatt. But you must there we, ensure... There we go, Luke Bannister for 25 milliwatt. Yep. <laughs> he votes... Own, uh, if, if, you could, if you could vote to stay in the EU, would you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we did a lot of testing last year. Well, I should say we. I should say Eric Chi... Uh, and a lot of the other pilots did a lot of testing with on 25 milliwatt, and uh, we actually found out that if you do it properly, you can get quite a long and good signal. So you can fly at maybe 150 meters um, in a forest, and we were still getting flyable signal. So yeah, you must uh, use high quality antennas and receivers, though. Yeah, that is I think key. your 25 milliwatt on your Google RXs isn't the best, but as soon as you put it on a ground station with like a five-ton helical, it just comes alive and it's really yeah. good. And, you know, obviously stay within the game, you know, and uh, yeah. obviously you elevate it, you know, to get out the, what is it, Fennel zone. Yeah. So from just the just sure you've got good antennas. As long as you've got a couple of good antennas with diversity of some sort, you're golden. Yeah. Or, or quadversity if you're Matt Evans. Oh, quite first, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm going to cut you off there and start kicking you out. Um, I'm sure, Luke, it's bedtime for you. Um, <laughs> right, and... Any revision left to do, or are you free yet? He must know the universe inside out by now. Um, I've done um, quite a bit of revision today, but I'm going to do some more later. Cool. What? Still more exams. Okay. He needs to do well. Yeah, yeah no, I, don't, I have no idea when the exams are. It's years ago now. I've grown up. Yeah, well, you you will soon <laughs> find out. Well, not when you finish, middle of next month or something. You were saying earlier. Oh. Yeah, seventeenth of June. Cool. Oh, excellent, so, guys. So we get, we'll be getting YouTube feeds from then onwards yeah. again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> thanks. I stockpiled some footage so I can post every two weeks. So. Yeah. All right. Thanks <laughs> for joining us, guys. Right. Thank you but so yeah, much. Yeah, we were just talking about uh, twenty-five milliwatt. So. Uh, that's a perfect time to completely uh, move on from 5.8 yep. normal analog stuff that we've been working with and go on to maybe the, some of the stuff that Lee has been playing around with, I believe, uh, in terms of the the new, exciting, amazing, foolproof HD stuff that's hopefully coming out. Thank you for that. So that we, we've uh, there's a couple of things that we were going to talk about. Um, we actually haven't got our hands on the system. What we're talking about here is the new Connex ProSight system. So Connex has had a system for a while now that's been very, very expensive. 1080p, Mavlink, on-screen display. Um, it's it, multi-antennas. It, it looks fantastic, but nobody's been able to afford it. Um, there's uh, a new version of it coming along that should be out very soon now the, the, one of the reasons i can talk ah. yeah are you still there ah. no, he's gone. 
He's tapped oh, out. No. There you go. Someone was listening in the NDA cut in. Cut no, off. hang on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, well, let's so, take uh, this moment to remind everyone that next time they tune in, they need to visit, what was it, poweringon.co.uk? Correct, poweringon.co.uk. So currently there's just uh, me, Adam, and, uh, yeah, you, Dom. We're, we seem to be the only ones on there at the moment, but we are on there as well as on the Thursday night show. But next week we will not be on in the Thursday night show. We will only be on poweringon.co.uk, recording our podcast live and interactively. But we might come and grab a few screenshots of Powering On and put them on the canvas on the Thursday night show so people who are lost <laughs> can work out <laughs> where to find you. Lee, so you still there? Yes, I'm still sorry here. Sorry about I that. Think, uh, I'm ever so I, sorry. I disconnected somehow. Yeah. Wonderful technology. <laughs> can you we, hear me we okay? thought, we th- yeah. we thought your NDA had kicked in at that point and you suddenly... Yeah, the, 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 the lawyers kicked the door down. No, um, no, carry on. <laughs> sorry about that. So, so as I was saying, so the, there's, yeah, there's, um, there's some stuff that's just about to be released and one of the reasons i can talk about it i'm actually going to put a um a link in the feed here while we're chatting and you can copy it across to um to the uh to the feed um so this this is the new one the new prosite 720p hd system so this is one that's been teased a little bit unfortunately fox tech fpv managed to accidentally publish information about this um they they got the page down pretty quickly, but not before Google had indexed and cached it. Ah. So um, just you know, for all those kids out there, don't put anything on the internet because you can never take it back off. And this is one of those things. So this is coming. We're hoping to get our hands on this. The the stuff that we that we've been in conversation uh, with the guys who's developing it looks really interesting and the price point is going to make it very affordable so it, it shouldn't be you know your thousand sixteen hundred dollars it should be an awful lot less than that so it does mean that maybe we're going to be able to get our hands on hdfpv within the next kind of four to six weeks and give it a go so we'll 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 be getting a unit and trying it out i'm fascinated to see how well it works because we buggered about with some 3d fpv stuff um and that was fun but the sacrifice you have to have to get two images in one frame of transmission meant that it was really blurry. It, it was like going back four years ago at the very beginning of FPV. A um, couple of other things I was going to talk about as well while, while we're doing this stuff. Um, we've got a video coming out tomorrow, the next one in our Team Black Sheep Vendetta series. Um, there's a piece of technology in there that's coming out next week from Team Black Sheep, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, the guys there have, have said that I'm, I can talk about it. So they've got a brand new product that's coming out called the TBS Tango. The TBS Tango is a new all-in-one FPV uh, radio system. So um, you'll be able to see it briefly in the TBS Vendetta thing tomorrow. So this is the first time we've ever talked about it because we've been under NDA to this point. Um, it's got a little FPV screen in the middle. It's got a patch antenna on the back. It's got a JR style um, socket in the back so that you can put whatever transmitter you want in it. Uh, it's got auto scan. It's really quite a cute piece of technology. So um, that will be available next week, and we'll do a more in-depth review of it. But we've been playing with it for about four weeks now, um, and we're pretty impressed, to be honest, because it also has AV out and stuff at the bottom as well. Um, the other couple of things that we've been goofing around with, you may have seen that the, the 
market for the cheaper end of FPV goggles. So, you know, things like the Quantum uh, from Hobby King and those kind of big black foam clamshell things. Uh, we're, we're getting loads of those in right now. They, they seems to be everywhere. But there's one I'm going to comment on that we're that we're looking forward to getting our hands on. You guys have probably seen it. It's called the um, the Quantum Fat Shark Genesis. Have you seen this? No. Let me let me post you the link. So do, do you know how with an awful lot of these little clamshell, cheap and cheerful, 40, 50 quid FPV goggles, um, when you get them, you uh, you have to have the eyesight of a hawk for it to work with the lenses in. I know a lot of the ones that we've had, um, things like the Quantums in particular, my eyesight isn't bad, but to, to use them, I have to have the, the, the lens right up against the stop, um, almost kind of on the bridge of my nose. Um, this thing i've just posted the link so if you can post it into the forum for the guys um this is these quantum fat shark genesis they have a diversity receiver on the top they have 40 channel uh reception they've got hdmi in which is going to be handy if we're going to have to try those that connex pro site thing out with them um and interestingly it's quantum and fat shark working together so i was talking to greg uh, the owner of fat shark about it earlier this week and um he has worked with Quantum to make sure that all the optics work. So this is going to be out pretty soon. It's on it's on the Hobby King website at the moment. But I'm fascinated to see whether or not this is actually going to perform better than some of these Chinese cheap and cheerful FPV goggles that we've we've been trying out. Because everyone that we've tried so far has always felt like it maybe had one compromise too many in them in terms of the quality the quality of the receiver the image the way you know the, the quality of the fresno lens there's always something that felt like you know you weren't getting a great experience a um, couple of other things we're also aware there's going to be a couple of antenna trackers coming out that we're going to be playing with in the next couple of weeks um, rssi based so that should help. I know uh, there was just some talk about using 25 milliwatt um, transmitters with racing. The challenge that you have, of course, if you want any decent gain from an antenna is that the more gain you have, the more narrow the beam or area of reception. So one of the things you can do is you can actually have multiple antennas side by side and then you they, they can overlap in terms of reception. So nothing moves and there are lots of things out there at the moment in uh, the public areas that you can get hold of and you can make these things yourselves. But we're aware of a couple that are coming out. One will give you a 180 degree spread of um, coverage, which will be perfect for FPV race where you're on the sidelines and there's another one that will give you a full 360 view of um, of everything so you can have a series of patch antennas all the way around and pointing up maybe with a little um, circular polarized just for backup um, which should mean for 25 milliwatts you know we can go a lot further and if we do get a little bit off the beaten track we still have the signal so those are going to be out very shortly too. So again, every time we, we look at stuff here, we there's more exciting, goofy stuff coming along. Um, loads of stuff around firmware. I'm just conscious of time, so I'll just skip a couple of things. Um, there is a KISS update due. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of that. So 
Um, Paul and the gang have been working on a new KISS update, which should hopefully give us some new features. I think they're just going through the final bits and pieces now. Paul's been poorly, and uh, one of the developers has had a little baby, so they've had the hands full. So mm -hmm. uh, keep your eyes open for that one, because we have been flying the KISS flight controller since we were on last time, and I must admit, I'm a massive convert. I think it's pretty fantastic. Simple. Um, Team Black Sheep has some updates coming as well. There's a big update coming for the Power Cube. Um, they are moving away from Clean Flight by the look of it, and they, they're looking to use Beta Flight as the um, system of choice. And one of the reasons for that is they want the pass-through for BL Heli. Mm. Um, and they've also got an update for the Core Pro and some of the other bits and bobs as well. Obviously, Beta Flight came out yesterday. 2.7 is now out. Um, has anyone looked at the Clean Flight latest release candidate that came out um, today as well? No, I haven't yet. So very quickly on that, that's um, 1.13 as as uh, release candidate one is now out. You can get hold of that. Mm. Looking through the bits and pieces around the new stuff that's in there, and also speaking to Dominic. Uh, the highlights, would it be useful if I run through the highlights of that for everybody? Or? Yeah, go, through go for it. it. Okay, so this is the first version that will allow us to finally upgrade one version of Clean Flight to another without blowing away all of your configuration. So once wow. you're on 1.13, all of your configuration data will start to be um, kept. So when you go from 1.13 to 1.14, whenever that comes out, you know at the moment you have to back up your settings or you have to try and remember it or screenshot everything. Um, that will just work, which will be awesome. So thank God for that because I get really bored. Because the thing is, we update stuff and test stuff here every time, and I have to remember how I've done the GPS. Mm. Um Loads of code cleanup. What? Two big additions in 1.13. They've um, Dominic and the team have introduced Mavlink technology. Have you guys come across Ooh. Mavlink? Yes. Fantastic. So I'll for those, yeah, I'll <laughs> go on, Adam. Explain it for the rest. Go of on, us. Adam. You're Telemetry. No, no. I'm happy to. I'm happy <laughs> You're allowed to, to speak now. We're not talking about helis. Now, Mavlink is what I used, uh, I think it was my old um, AR drone, wasn't it? Mm. And Q-Ground Control. That's it, exactly right. So Mavlink has been around. It's the telemetry protocol um, that's pretty bulletproof. It's on APMs, PixHawks, PixRacers. It's on CC3Ds and CC3D revs as well. What a lie. But, You're talking about dinosaurs. Uh, dinosaurs. Well, this is the interesting thing, because when Dominic told me about it, I kind of went, you Mavlink, what are you doing that for? The reason is, is that a lot of the HD, if you look, um, if you go and look at the Conex HD specs, not for this one that we've just talked about, the 720, the, the one that does full, full 1080p, zero lag, the one that's around that's about $1,600 right now, you'll notice that the on-screen display for those, for that system uses Mavlink, not MSP. Hmm. So part of the reason that Mavlink has is, is, is cropped up in here is so that CleanFlight 1.13 can be used with HD FPV systems out the box. The other cool thing is finally CleanFlight gets BL Heli pass-through support. Oh, at last. Praise the Lord. And Simon K. Just BL Heli for now. Let's not get. Oh, come on. Oh, whoa. 
Can't sit on it here. I'm fire now, can we? But hallelujah, it was one of the one of the things that Boris did early on in Beta Flight, and everybody has absolutely loved it. And finally, we've, we're going to get it in Clean Flight for those of you that like Clean Flight. So uh, apart from that, there's some performance optimizations. There's a new task scheduler. Uh, there's some additional hardware support. So the Vortex Pro has um, hardware support. They're going back to Clean Flight for there. So that's that's the the, the main stuff. Interestingly, because while I had Dominic, I kind of picked his brains and said, so, I mean, you guys had Boris on last week. I said, what's going on with Beta Flight and Clean Flight? And, you know, because as Boris said last week, you know, Beta Flight was first designed as a test bed for the things that he wanted to do. Um, and yet it's still around. Uh, you know, the word from Dominic is very much that he is um, working with Boris to take on all the things that are working really well in beta flight back in, and those will appear in 1.14. So not the one that's currently in release candidate, which is 1.13. 1.14 will start to pick up and take some of the code back that's currently uh, now mature and tested in beta flight. Yeah. So... I think we all just need to keep an eye on that because it would be nice to have some one or two less versions of flight because I think every time I look at GitHub, there's another fork. I think there's about over 100 forks of the different flights now. And I know for me, supporting people on places like YouTube and others, it's just so bloody complicated for everybody and everyone gets confused. So that, in, in terms, you know, for me, very quick rundown, In the, we've got four minutes left. That was kind of what I wanted, Jack, just to update you and the, and, and the gang about, about what we've been doing here, um, just to give you a bit of a whistle to stop, really. I think the headlines for me are going to be, you know, having a look at that Connex system. I think everyone's going to be pleasantly surprised when they see the price. We know it, but we are sworn to secrecy. Um, so we'll be playing with that and also getting hold of some of these um, low-cost goggles that are actually have manufacturers involved that really know and understand FPV is maybe going to allow us to get our hands on a decent set of goggles that isn't going to break the bank. If anyone's got a spare TVS CW motor for Painless, please send it in the email to <laughs> Painless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right. We've got some others on the way, Jack. I've got oh. two and a spare set of arms. The, what's Jack talking about there is I've managed to burn one of the motors out on my Vendetta already. Um, I, was, I was trying to use I was trying to use uh, Let's Drone Out as some sort of platform for you to get some, <laughs> to get get some help. The most, yeah. most confusing version of eBay ever. Yeah, ever, ever. Just send yeah, stuff it, to him. Go on, Jack. No, carry on. Do you want to tell him what happened? Yeah, I, I was just going to explain. Yeah, so um, on the Vendetta, when you actually build it, the way it works is that your two aerial, there's two like holes that go through this wonderful little chassis in the middle, and they stick out the top. And we we put an XSR in it, a great that great little new receiver from FR Sky. And as you know, one of the antennas is to hear the radio and receive things, and the other antenna is to transmit the telemetry back down to the Tronis. Unfortunately, if you get them the wrong way round. The, the antenna that's transmitting the telemetry is right by the wire that connects the camera to the uh, um, video transmitter and on-screen display. So you get all this wacky rolling distortion. So typically, Muppet Boy here actually installs it that way around. And of course, I did that on purpose, really, so I could show the problem to the subscribers. But um, I, I thought, well, I need some video of, that, of how bad it is. But the... Um, 
The problem is, is that the distortion was so bad, I got to the edge of my limit because I was flying on 25 milliwatts, but staying legal. And um, I lost the signal altogether because it was so bad and distorted anyway. So I dumped the throttle. It landed. One of the motors was by a clump of grass and couldn't turn properly. And um, speaking to Trappy, after four seconds, the motor acts as a very motor-shaped fuse for the ESC. So the ESC, absolutely fine. The motor cooked i showed jacket before you you can turn it by hand but you have to use a lot of force so um so yeah i managed to completely destroy one motor of a tbs vendetta that's my claim to fame for this week um well, just, we do love I, a good crash story oh mate i said well I, I could come on every week and give you a crash yeah. story it's um it's an occupational hazard just somebody, <laughs> uh, eric's just asked me on the thing yeah, about yeah, yeah. does the HD stuff work with regular 5.8? Um, I didn't mention that, um, and Eric, that's a great question. Yes, it does. The way it, it works is it's a little bit different from 5.8. It uses frequency hopping and parts of the spectrum we can't access with traditional FPV systems. The channels are not exactly, the, they don't work the same as traditional FPV. Um, they're allocated using an app on a phone or an Android tablet, so it's quite quite clever. And the, um, the way it works is that if somebody then fires up an old traditional analog FPV system, this is all alleged caveat caveat, by the way, because we haven't tried it yet, but this is what yep. speaking to right. developers are telling me. Um, if somebody fires up a traditional analog system, the, the digital system still works and the analog system still does. Now, that sounds like a fantastic test to do. Um, yeah. And if it and if it does work like that, that would be awesome because with okay, the we've got to we've got to call it now. Unfortunately, uh, okay. yeah, time, time, so, time, time. Everyone, we will carry on this after show after the show, but catch us next week on PoweringOn.co.uk. We're not, on, not the on the Thursday night show. Night show. <laughs> We're on PoweringOn.co.uk. Goodbye Thursday. It's been great knowing you. Yeah, thank you Thursday, thank and you screw, you, Dom. screw you, Dom. Screw you guys. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Damn you. Thank you guys. It's been a real pleasure, and we've really enjoyed ourselves on the Thursday night show. And we wish everyone who then carries on the show the best of luck, and thank you for having us. Don't forget, this podcast is sponsored by Radio C, number one for all your drone-related needs. Pay them a visit at radioc.co.uk and use the promo code LDO for 5% off your order and free shipping on orders over £80. Telemetry lost.